Hey guys, this is Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. We're recording at the beginning of March 2021. We are uh, coming up on the one-year mark of the COVID-19 pandemic. Coach David, give us the update. What's going on? Wow, one year. It's, uh, it's uh, hard to believe, but hope is, uh, hope is out there. People are, are looking like um, there's spring in the air and there's good news to be had on the vaccine front. So uh, I feel like we're, um, we're in a better place than we were a month ago, certainly a year ago. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, I'll say this uh, as a big thank you and a big uh, salute to all of our students and parents. We started this whole shutdown thinking that it's going to be two weeks, maybe a little bit more. And it clearly turned into be more than that. And we have been virtual the whole time. You know, we had a couple outdoor classes here and there, but nothing of, you know, huge, uh, you know, um, numbers or significance. But, you know, it's been smaller on the outdoor side. But I'd say the large majority of what we've been doing during this time has been virtual. And, you know, it's been tough, especially to our younger students. Uh, The parents have turned into kind of assistant instructors in some ways, holding pads and helping to set up the camera and, putting blue tape on the floor so we can see your foot position, right? I mean, is that kind of what you saw? Absolutely. A uh, big, big thank you to all the parents who've helped, especially with our younger students, our, our little ninjas and our beginners who, you know, at the best of times in person, it's difficult. But the fact that they've continued to, to thrive over Zoom, uh, it's a testament to a lot of things, but a big thank you to all the parents who've helped to make that happen. Absolutely. Hey guys, you know, the the topic for today's podcast is seven secrets to earning a black belt. Uh, It's a blog post that we did a while ago, but we want to put the updated version out now, you know, given that we're in COVID and it's about six or seven years since the time that we've, you know, that it was posted. Uh, Prior to doing that, we're going to give a couple more summer camp updates. So last week's update uh, at last week's episode, I should say, was uh, it was about summer camp 2021. There have been a tremendous amount of developments since then. And instead of doing a whole nother podcast repeating, you know, summer camp, go check out that if you're looking for the, the basics. But here's a couple updates. And Coach David, just let me know if you have any questions, things that you feel like, you know, might be of interest to, uh, to parents. One question we got is that on our promotion chart, you know, we have a requirement that you have to attend summer camp to get to Bluebell. So here's the answer to that. Um, during normal times, that is absolutely correct. During times when it's 100% safe for everyone to meet in person, yes, the absolute you know, expectation is that you do need to be at summer camp. This is a very unique time that we're in. Last year and this year, you know, there's a pandemic going on, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. So the short answer is we will accept uh, virtual camp to meet that requirement in addition to the regular camp. It is not ideal. Uh, if you end up doing virtual camp, I still would like to see that you do the regular camp in the future. Uh, so we can kind of make an exception here, but you know, if you end up getting exceptions for everything, the question is, did you really earn it, right? So I think Coach David, we're in that place where we can't do partner work, we can't do jujitsu, we can't do sparring. Now, should we also say that you should also, yeah, we'll give an exception on uh, the camp requirement. I think we're really at that red line in the sand now where, we just can't manage to do any more, you know, any more uh, exceptions because at some point you're just not earning the same thing. Any absolutely, any yeah. I think that um, I, maybe we need to explain why it is a requirement and where it is on the chart, why it's where it is. The idea is not so much that oh yes, I went to summer camp, I checked that box, 
just like I got my blue tape and I check that box. The whole idea is that you spend time immersed in karate. It's not just coming to camp, oh, I did my one hour. You're there with your, your friends, your, 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 your cohorts, you know, your, your instructors all day. You do karate many hours that day, and hopefully you're there for a week, probably more than one week. Most people do. That, that immersion level of practice, there's no substitute for it. Like if you're learning a language, you can do all the computer work you want. You can practice on paper, but being immersed with other people, forced to speak it for hours, it's proven that's the way to go. So I hope people understand that it's not just meant as a one-time checkbox of a requirement. The goal is to help you improve your skills by immersing you with other martial artists for a period of time. <clears throat> Would you agree that's, uh, that's the intent? Yeah, and I think, you know, you're going to train with some of the highest ranking black belts in our school. You know, the goal is not to learn everything you know from one person. The goal is to be around the very top and the very best black belts that we have to offer. You know, so if, let's say hypothetically you train with me, you know, I can teach you a lot, but I think that you can also learn a lot from others as well. You know, I think of it like this. I told this to my son the other day. I said, you know, in life, you're going to have a lot of teachers. There's not going to be one person who teaches you every single thing you need to know in life. In life, you're going to have tons of teachers in school, mentors, right? All of those things. Mm -hmm. So I think the answer to that is uh, we'll address it a little further, you know, as time gets closer, because there's too many variables right now. I think when the summer gets here, we'll know more about what's going on. But Coach David, the other point of that is we have, we've officially said that the DC camp is going to run. I think today we're ready to say that the Virginia camp is officially going to run. So that's mm -hmm. a brand new announcement. Uh, we will be running uh, summer camp in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, it's going to be somewhere between eight to 10 weeks. We've yet to decide on that. But again, summer camp in Arlington, Virginia will run in 2021. Summer camp in Washington, D.C. and Northwest D.C. will run in 2021. And it is highly likely, but yet not yet confirmed, that summer camp will run in Silver Spring, Maryland in 2021. So parents and students, it is looking like we will have three campsites this year. Silver Spring, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and Arlington, Virginia. So please make note of that. And now, understandably, we're in the beginning of March. Uh, so we got March, April, May. There's a good three months plus prior to the start of camp, which means that the situations with the pandemic and everything could uh, significantly change. There's so much more to say about it. And Coach David, one point that we need to make is um, if someone's comfort level is not there where the student and, and or the parent is not ready to go to camp, we are not mandating that they go to camp. So please make note of that. Uh, it's based on your comfort level. However, we also need to note that there's parents and family and students who are very eager to get to camp. And so that's why, you know, we addressed this in the last episode is that there's options. We have a virtual option. Plus now we have three on-site options. So there's three on-site options, Maryland, DC, and Virginia, plus the virtual option. And if you're one of our students who's traveling, maybe you've moved, maybe you're on vacation, maybe you're going to the beach for two or three weeks or whatever it might be, you can still train in camp. Absolutely, you can do that. That's fantastic. And uh, it's great news. I mean, we have a big Virginia following. We've got people up, um, you know, in Maryland. We've got people in D.C. We have people all over. And now they have options. Uh, I mean, what more could you ask for? It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And Coach David, I'm going to put this out here. Uh, a little birdie told me uh, that there will be a fourth option for a weekend um, immersion event. I will leave that alone for now. So it'll be sometime in July or August 2021. 
Uh, I'm not ready to announce that yet, but I will say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it'll be a three-day event. Uh, it's kind of, think of it like an overnight kind of a thing. Um, we're not ready to put all the details out yet because there's still tons and tons that need to be confirmed, uh, but it is going to be unbelievable. It is going to be amazing. Uh, and that'll be catering to all adult class students uh, as well as advanced youth. Uh, so again, just make note of that. More details to come. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. So we're really, uh, we're really looking forward to it. Um, so guys, let's go ahead and get started with the podcast here. So, you know, with the episode for today, it's seven secrets to earning a black belt. Uh, Coach David, can you kick us off? You know, the very, very, very first thing here that I'm looking at is showing up. And I'm going to read it to you what's here. And then I'm curious to see your thoughts. There's nothing more important than showing up to each and every class with a positive attitude and ready to learn. I mean, really, that's the secret to life. I mean, I can't understate this. Uh, and we tell this to students all the time. This isn't just written in a blog. We absolutely preach this. If you show up regularly, like you have a good attendance and you have a positive attitude, there's pretty much nothing you can't accomplish. Um, we've seen that. We have data now through our Zoom classes of kids showing up continuously week in, week out, positive attitude, and they're improving. Now, this goes exponentially when you're actually in person, right? But I'm talking about in this year, in this last year, this is just crazy how much it means to show up and have a good attitude. It's just, um, it's everything. It really, it's everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have too much more to say other than that. But Coach David, I remembered something which is uh, helping me to show up is that yesterday, uh, I think I told you I was able to get my first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, you know, the, uh, I think it was the Moderna version. That's and, awesome. Um, it was unbelievable in terms of the process. I know a lot of people are trying to get it. We just really lucked out. And uh, my wife helped me to, to book the appointment. We booked it on a, I think it was a Thursday, was it? No, she booked it on a Wednesday. And then on a Thursday, the very next day, within less than 24 hours, I was in there and it was just timing. I know a lot of people are trying to fight to get this thing, but you know, within like the four minute window that those appointments were available, we just lucked out and got it right at the right moment. And, and that's what happened. So I know we're talking about showing up here and the topic for the podcast today is seven secrets to earning a black belt. But I think doing your part, doing the right thing, not just for yourself, but for the community, for the, for the, for the whole, right? I think it's going to help us to show up. And I'm not saying that people need to go run out and get the vaccine. I mean, I think it's a good choice personally, um, but I will say, I think it's going to help me to show up to be able to go teach. It's gonna help me to show up to do my part. Uh, I can't control anybody. You know, every day you and I have talked about this before, my, my goal is just to control me. And that's the one thing I can do that's gonna help me to show up. And I know for sure that people, um, our students, fellow instructors, you know, the families, parents, to me, they see that as a sign of getting back to normal. Like it's not, it's, we're not back there yet, but it is a definite step in the right direction. And it brings a big smile to my face. Yeah. And, you know, I was teaching a class yesterday outdoors, uh, socially distant, safe, mass, the whole deal. Uh, this was in the Bethesda, Maryland area. And I got to tell you, it was, uh, it was a little ninja program, you know, three and a half, four years old. And those kids, Coach David, they were unbelievable. You know, some of them were super excited to get back. Some were a little nervous because they haven't been out in a long time. And, you know, based on how old they are for a large chunk of their life, they've been inside, they've been on Zoom. That's what they knew. Uh, but I got to tell you, they're on the right path, you know, showing up. And I know it was kind of stretching that comfort level, but we're slowly but surely taking steps to, to doing it, you know, to doing 
doing things correctly, doing things cautiously, uh, and doing it the right way. That brings a big smile to my face. Yeah, it was, it was definitely good stuff. Number two, uh, listen to your instructor. So the topic for today is seven secrets to earning a black belt. This is secret number two. Listen to your instructor. Uh, I'm going to read to you what we wrote in this blog post, and I'll, I'll give you some comments, and we'll go from there. So young martial artists and parents today are sometimes looking for the easy way to get to black belt. There is no easy way. Even the shortcuts very often end up being long cuts. Learn to embrace the toughness of the process. Earning a black belt will be one of the toughest things you've ever done in your life, but it'll be worth it. Now, we have to say the obvious, which is I don't think anyone needs to deal with more disappointments and anything like that. We've had plenty of that over the past year with the pandemic. Let's put that to the side for a second and just focus just on your karate training, pretending that it's normal times, you know, looking just at your, you know, what you're doing. Coach David, I got to tell you, if you can actually listen to your instructor, now let me define what I mean by that. Not listening to what you want to hear and then leaving the rest to the side. I'm talking about everything right? Even the stuff that makes you a little uncomfortable, even the stuff that you don't agree with, even the stuff that makes you say, you know, I don't think I like him anymore, or I don't like her anymore. You know, the stuff that, you know, you got to do the splits. Well, no, I'm not going to do the splits, but I'll do everything else. No, it's the stuff that we don't want to do very often is what's holding us back from that improvement. Well said. And I, I think what sometimes students don't realize is that we actually are brooding for them. We want to help them. It's like we take it personally. We discuss them. We, we look for ways to help them individually. So when we're giving feedback or advice, it's with the best of intentions, with the idea of helping them to succeed. And so I think if a student can, can hear it that way, that helps to like say, okay, Coach V is telling me I got to work and keep my guard up. I'm going to do this, that, and the other drill to keep my guard up because I know it's the right thing to do, not, well, I'm going to fight my style because Bruce Lee does this, and that's how I'm going to get to black belt. That's just, you know, fighting us only slows down the process. That's right. Hey, guys, number three in the seven secrets here, proper practice. It is critical to receive any instruction and advice from certified black belts from within your school. Black belts who have been personally promoted by the head instructor are products of your school, are the ideal candidates to seek advice from when the time comes. Never receive instruction from your peers in class. I'm gonna say that again. Never receive instruction from peers in your class. They are still learning themselves and you're asking for trouble by getting instruction from someone below black belt rank. Coach David, you ever heard of the game telephone? I have. Have you ever played the game telephone with a bunch of students in elementary school? <laughs> sure. you know, we, we used to do this in camp and, you know, we used to do a lot of aftercare programs, things like that. One day I played the game telephone. I had about 10 kids sitting in a circle. I can't remember exactly what I said to them. I said something like the dog, the brown dog or, you know, crosses the street or something like that, or the blue dog or whatever. Don't uh -huh. focus on color. Just focus on, I gave them a color. I said the dog and I said he was doing something. Coach David, I'm not kidding you. By the end, it was like four or five in. Everyone was giggling and laughing as they're passing on the message. And I want to say it turned into like the pink elephant, something <laughs> was jumping in the sea or the moon. Or, and, you know, now they were having a blast with it, right? Because they knew the whole point of the game was to get the message to be the same. But what ended up happening is that's kind of like what happens when you have uh, students teaching other students is that unintentionally, it's not 100% of the message that gets passed. It's 90% of the message gets passed. Now you might think that's a good thing that's dangerous 
Because if you got 90%, you pass that on to something, someone else, they got 75% of the original message. They pass that on to someone else, they got 50%. I believe that's called degradation, right? Is that it's like a photocopy of the photocopy yep, of the photocopy absolutely. of the photocopy. And, you know, there's something to be said for, you never want to receive instruction from peers during class and they can have the very best intentions in mind. And that's why you got to look in our school, you know, we have uh, non-black belts are very carefully awarded assistant instructor patches. And when I do that, and if I give you an assistant instructor patch, it's because I know that you're very diligent in the way that you're presenting that material. Now, you know, let's go back to the topic of the podcast. The topic of the podcast is seven secrets to earning a black belt. Why would we be talking about this? And the answer is, it's so easy to kind of get off that beaten path. And if you get partial information, now again, unintentionally, right, of course, or it's just slightly has, it's, a, it's opinionated or there's influence from another system, all of a sudden you're off track. What are your feelings on this? Well, I don't know how many times we've seen students who have come and showed demonstrated techniques, especially in their, their kata, and have been way off. And we'd say, well, where did you pick that up? And they go, oh, well, someone showed me that before class. And, you know, so-and-so uh, taught that to me. And it's like, well, I'm glad that you're so interested that you're trying to do practice and get help, but they've derailed themselves, gone off that normal, the fastest path to back belt by gaining instruction that wasn't correct. And then, of course, we have to undo the damage by unlearning what was wrong and then teaching what was right and then drilling that. So, you know, I think part of this might be seven secrets to earning a black belt and the fastest way to get there. Because if you want to take the long route, well, okay, you can go about learning and unlearning and, you know, taking all these problems and that might take you twice as long to get there. But I think people want to get there, you know, in a reasonable time, not the longest possible time. I mean, you're correct, 100%. And, you know, I'll say this, if you want to go fast, you have to learn to go slow. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. If you really want to get to black belt the fastest way possible on a straight line, you have to get comfortable with just being on the slower path. And what I mean by that is you have to go through the repetitions. There's no way around it. If your mindset is, man, I can't wait to learn that next move. Well, you might be five or six years old wanting to learn the next technique. Or if you're anything older than that, and you're, let's say, an adult student, and you're very eager to learn that next move, that's not what you need. What you need is you need to get to be really good, unconsciously competent at performing what you already know. Now, that's another podcast episode from a few, <laughs> from a few back. Go look it up, the four levels of consciousness. But if you're still consciously competent, that's level three. If you still have to think about what you know, and you know it, and you're trying to learn another move, that's the problem. You need to get to the point where you're unconsciously competent. You know what you know, and you don't even need to think about what you know. Now you're ready for the next move. Is that, uh, is that well fairly said. said? Yep, well said. All right, let's keep this train moving. Number four, getting uncomfortable. Now, before I read this to you, I think it's fair to say everyone's been uncomfortable for the last 12 months. Uh, this was written pre-pandemic, but we'll, we'll talk about how this applies during this time of distance learning. So here we go. Number four, getting uncomfortable. If you find yourself extremely comfortable during your training, you're either the top of your class with no one to challenge you, or you're not getting any better. Learn to become uncomfortable in the training process by showing up when you do not feel like it, registering for an extra class, even if you do not have time, going to summer camp, even if scheduling does not permit, and of course, arriving early and staying late after class. Now, there's a few points in there, Coach David. I got I to gotta start this 
conversation by saying, you know, if you can learn to be uncomfortable, that's really the secret. I, I'll tell you one thing I've learned. I've been doing this for, for a while now. Anytime I'm doing my martial arts training, it could be non-martial arts training. I have learned to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's a huge secret to having continuous improvement. That's a huge secret to getting to black belt. So again, if you're under black belt, like under belt, right? And you want to get better. I really do think that's a, that's a huge part of it is figuring out, uh, and I'm going to read it to you exactly as we wrote it here, is showing up when you do not feel like it, registering for an extra class, even if you do not have time. And I think that's the key, right? It's your schedule doesn't allow, you had a long day, uh, you just had a you know tough phone call with someone or whatever it might be. It's disciplining yourself to do the things you have to do, even when you don't feel like doing it. I think if you can develop that mental muscle, see everyone can show up when it's easy, but what are you gonna do when it's hard? And the days you can discipline yourself to do that, that it's like a razor thin edge, right? The difference between black belt and non-black belt is not like this huge difference. The difference between becoming a black belt and not, it's a very small difference, but it's a whole bunch of small things added up. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, I, so it's interesting. I, I was just having a conversation with my, my boss at work and we were talking about um, being uncomfortable with balls in the air, with so many things going on that you just, you don't know the answers to and you're trying to work them out and, and you just, you, there's so many things that seem unsettled and it's like, for years, he was telling me he felt very uncomfortable with that scenario, trying to like, well, I don't, you know, what am I going to do? And after a while, time, time, he started feeling more comfortable being uncomfortable because he knew that time was the answer, that things would work themselves out. He just needed to be patient and that he got better at dealing with that feeling. Now, I understand it's not easy. And Coach V understands it's not easy. It's not easy. This is not like, well, everybody should just feel comfortable being uncomfortable. But I think if you give it time, time is such a secret ingredient to pretty much everything that you will get there. Now, I can speak from a, a, a running triathlon perspective, which I, I have, and I know many of you have out there, is that those days when I didn't feel like going for a workout, going for a run, going for a swim, I was tired, maybe I was injured or, or sore. You're not, not crippling, but the kind that you could easily justify, eh, I'm just going to take today off. Those days that I would work out, maybe even an easy workout, made me mentally strong so that not only were those days easier, but the easy days, they were great. So it goes back to martial arts. If you can get that feeling of, you know, I understand that's this, this is hard, it's difficult. I'm, I'm not happy with it. I don't want to spar this person. I don't want to go up in front of Coach V and hear negative things. I don't want to this, I don't want to that. You can get used to that, get, get just a, get a muscle to that. There's nothing you won't accomplish. I think we're talking about mental toughness, right? You know, and absolutely, Coach David, you know, if uh, maybe there's some superstar athletes out there, but I got to tell you, for me, I was not the tallest, I was not the fastest, I didn't have really much you know, innate talent at all. I had skill that I developed, but I didn't have any talent. So very early on coach, what I decided was I had to be more disciplined and I had to show up better than everybody else. That was the only chance I had of winning and getting to black belt and, and doing the things I wanted to do. Cause I wasn't magically going to be six foot five. You know, okay. I wasn't magically going to be the biggest, strongest, tallest person there, but I had to figure out what was it that I can control and micromanage and just be excellent at. And, and that's attendance. 
you know, and that was attitude. So I figured if I could show up all the time, have the best positive attitude of anybody there, that would be my superpower. You know, that would be the thing that I could control, you know, and I'll give you an example for me. I love rainy days, love rainy days because I know most people won't show up. So I can't wait when it's, I can't wait for it to rain because then I make sure I show up with the best attitude possible. Actually, we have a, you might laugh when I tell you this, but um, uh, my wife knows what the weather is because when I'm, when it's a rainy day, I always wear bright colors, mm-hmm. you know, and I wear like a bright, like bright neon shirt, you know, a bright hoodie or something like that, because man, I just can't wait. It's like a celebration for me because I already know half the people quit, you know? So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, how do I get ahead? What's the edge? What's the next step? What's the cutting edge secret that I need? Just focus on showing up. You'll beat half the people just by showing up. I, and I, I, that is so, so well said. And I, when you get to this next point, which I know you're about to get to, this will also feed right into that. That's right. So number five, uh, and now let's, let's make sure we're synced up here is seven secrets to earn, earning your black belt, right? So seven secrets to earning your black belt. Like coach David said, seven secrets to earning your black belt fast. I like that. So here's number five, patience. It is extremely rare that the students who start uh, who start with you at white belt will be the same people who finish with you at black belt. Not everyone makes it to black belt. And that is just part of the game. You have to be patient in the process and be willing to continue your training. Even if your friends quit, most people want to rush to black belt, but time is the one thing you cannot shortcut. Something magical happens when you let time pass and learn to trust your instructor. You become elite in the process. Always remember experience is highly valued in the martial arts and you only get and you only get it through investing a lot of time in your training you know it's not often that you see someone who wants to train with the person who has the least amount of experience very often you find someone who wants to train with the person who has the most experience because the connection they make with them mentally is that hey experience is what you need to be able to get to where you want to go in the shortest time possible efficiently Coach David, what are your feelings on this? Because we're talking about patience. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I think, you know, sometimes if I was listening to this and I was trying to get to black, but I'll, my mindset might be, well, I already am patient. I've been patient for the last 12 months for things to open. How would you address that? Well, we alluded to it earlier when we said time is the secret magic ingredient that fixes pretty much everything. Um, I know for from experience, and we're talking to many people, that if you can forget Get about time. Like if you can literally put it out of your mind and just focus on the activity, go into class, don't look at the clock, don't look at the date, don't look at your belt. Just go to class, listen to your instructor, do the drills, repeat day in, day out. The time goes by, the belts come, the awards come, everything comes if you can just not worry about the time. Patience is the ability to not focus on time. And I know that's difficult because we all want what we want, right? I mean, it's, it's not like Coach V and I are sitting here saying, well, you know, if I don't, uh, if I don't get paid for the next year, that's okay, right? We, everybody understands that, you know, time is a factor. But if you want to get to black belt and get to black belt at the quickest possible way, don't focus on the time. Just let the time happen and it'll come for sure. Well said. Very well said. Secret number six, dealing with disappointments. Now I'll give you another COVID version of this, right? We've all had disappointments. Uh, if you've lost anyone, our, our heart truly does go out to you. 
And when we talk about dealing with these disappointments, remember this was written, you know, five or six years ago, but we're going to talk about it in the, in the context of martial arts training, right? So we understand that we're in a pandemic, but, but again, uh, put this in a martial arts framework, building a relationship with the top instructor, the, with the top instructor you can find is extremely important. This is the person you should lean on when times get tough and you start to experience disappointments. Ask them for their advice and how they have dealt with similar situations. Disappointments are a great opportunity to build up your mental toughness, which is an invaluable quality to have. Coach, I'm not going to spend too much time here because I think we've already kind of talked about this, but I'll tell you something. Dealing with disappointments, in the end, it's going to make you tougher. And when I say in the end, meaning at Black Belt, when we get together as Black Belts, you know, pre-COVID, we would have a lot of great times. We would, you know, have a lot of fellowship time to sit and talk and, you know, break bread and enjoy a meal together. And me, you, and all of our crew of Black Belts, right? And I can't think of one time when we'd be telling stories to each other, you know, I call them war stories, right? But, you know, whenever we're telling stories to each other about this or that or our experiences or great times, it, it, it escapes me if it happened, but I can't think of one time when an instructor talked about how good they were. Or I can't think of one time when an instructor said how easy it was. All of the stories that we share, so if you're a student in a non-black belt, listen to this. We never talk about how good we were, how easy it was. We always talk about what? How hard it was, how tough it was. You know, we're always talking about who had it harder. Or, you know, it's not trying to one-up each other, but it's very much a conversation of, man, this, was, this is how I had it. And I have a feeling this generation of martial artists who's coming up now through the pandemic, you know, if you're, let's say brown or red belt in our system, which is just before black belt. So let's say you're an advanced level student and you're maybe you're not in our school, you're gonna be the next generation of really tough black belts who comes out of it. I guarantee you, mark my words, here's my prediction, March, 2021. There in, in 2022, 2023, 2024, and for the rest of this decade, there's gonna be some ridiculously good martial artists who are produced. And my prediction is it's the ones who stuck with their training during the pandemic, because th if you can get through this, man, can you imagine how good they're going to be if some other small little silly, you know, uh, decide, you know, sideshow distraction pops up where maybe, you know, they couldn't make it to class or something. You can get through the pandemic and you're still training. Absolutely. You're getting to black belt, at least in my eyes. That's how I view it. Any, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I completely agree with you. I encourage anybody here who's interested in this topic, go to kaizenfitnessusa.com, kaizenkaradeandbee.com, any one of our websites, they all point to the same thing. Go to our blog and check this topic out. We've written numerously on dealing with disappointment, picking yourself up when, when something goes wrong, how you do it, why you do it. I, I think there's not enough that can be said about this, but what I want to emphasize is I completely agree. The people who made it through the pandemic still training at a high level, they're going to be killers because nothing is stopping you. And that's the kind of person who gets to the highest of levels. So I can't wait to see that. And I got to say this, you know, maybe this is just my twist on it is I think they already are killers. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> I say that, you know, uh, with caring, of course, you know, don't get offended. Anybody don't write me emails, but you know, it's, um, <laughs> I, I really do think that if you're still showing up, you're tough. You have to be tough. It doesn't matter what your belt is. You're mentally tough. And, you know, coach, I got to tell you something. This is before we start the seventh point here. I had someone who pointed out to me, they said, you know, I don't really listen to your podcast anymore because I'm looking for martial arts about, we're going to talk about technique and you're going to do this. Hey, we talk about technique all class long. 
But the reason that we talk about these kind of things, the mental toughness side, dealing with adversity, dealing with toughness, we do it so much on this podcast. Coach David, you know why, and you know why, but you know, I say this as rhetorically. The reason we do that is because the hardest part about karate, guys, it's not the training. It's what you say to yourself in between classes. It's the mental gymnastics you play in your head, and it's the disappointments you have. And it's how do you deal with that when no one's in the room with you, when you're by yourself alone with your thoughts and you're having that self-talk, right? That, and you're like, what self-talk? What little voice? That little voice, the one that you just talked to in your head. That little voice in your head, if you can learn to control that and you can learn to change your beliefs and really think that you can do it no matter what, you can absolutely do it. The kicks and the punches are easy once you know it. We can teach you the kicks and punches. But Coach David, the one thing I can't do is I can't control what you think about between classes. That's why this, this podcast is so important because it teaches you how to think properly about your experiences. Absolutely. Um, I think we've talked about this in our master form class a lot, that we can teach you an individual move. We can teach you a kick or a stance, but usually that's not what holds people back. What's holding people back is the bigger picture, the, the thing that applies to all their training the entirety of it, getting to black belt, which is what we're talking about here. And that is largely, if not entirely mental. And so I completely agree with you. If you're sitting here saying, boy, I can't wait for them to start talking about how to do a snap kick, you're kind of missing the point. We want to teach you the snap kick in class. Here, we're going to tell you everything else you can do to get to black belt. 100%. 100% correct. Hey guys, we're at point number seven. Now, before we get to point number seven, I want to remind you, we're talking about the seven secrets to earning a black belt as quickly as possible. Uh, As a recap, before we get to seven, number one, show up. Number two, listen to your instructor. Number three, proper practice. Number four, getting uncomfortable. Number five, patience. Number six, dealing with disappointments. And number seven, pace yourself. So in the words of my very first teacher, Dr. Philip Hill, earning your black belt is like running a marathon not a sprint. Man, was he correct. Too often I see students start out fast when they're really excited. They show up to multiple classes per week and perhaps even overtrain. I suggest finding a pace you can maintain, not just for a few weeks or months, but for at least a four to five year period of time minimum. Having consistency in your training through the ups and the downs is a huge secret to earning your black belt. You know, for those of you who are in the financial world, we call this dollar cost averaging. Now, if you're not sure what that is, go look it up. Um, But I will say this, in the martial arts world, pacing yourself in the uh, marathon world, in the triathlon world, I believe there's pacing. Uh, Coach, could you talk to us about that in the marathon and the triathlon world? What what does pacing mean to you? Well, if you've got to do something for a long time, you need to find out the rate at which you can go to finish. And if you start out too fast, like if you're a runner and you are capable of going at a seven minute mile, but you're only capable of doing that for three miles and you got to run a 10 mile race, well, you can't go at seven miles, right? Seven minute miles, you're not going to get there. You got to find that pace, which allows you to get to the finish line. We've seen this so many times. People come out hot and they're attending class after class and they're asking us for all sorts of instruction. And typically they'll get injured or they'll burn out. And that's it. That's what, that's the end of it. You need to find the, the, the way you can keep training enthusiastically showing up, but not so much that you're going to burn out. And we, we, we just, it's, it's so well said by, by Dr. Hill and uh, Dr. Hill, you're listening to this. Um, We salute you um, uh, and hope you're doing well. 
but he's so correct because the marathon is just that it's a, it's an endurance race. They call it an endurance race because you need to endure. There's a lot of ups and downs, just like getting a black belt. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can think of times when, you know, I've had the opportunity to do a couple races myself and anytime that it's a race setting, uh, martial arts setting, whatever it is, the good times and the easy times are easy, right? I'm never worried about that. I'm always waiting for the, the turn of the tide. You know, I'm, I want to be prepared, ready to roll when things go south, when things go sideways, when things get dark, you know, I'm always thinking about that, you know, and I've talked to you about this, you know, before, you know, in my left eye, everything is great. Everything's going fine. In my right eye, I'm also ready for the other side of things, you know, so I'm never, uh, getting too high with the highs, never getting too low with the lows. I'm just kind of keeping it middle, keeping it in the middle. And it's that pacing, right? And I think there's the physical pacing, but there's the mental pacing too. Expect things to get tough. Expect there to be challenges. And I think, you know, sometimes if we think everything's going to be easy, finally when a tough day comes, well, that's why you get derailed, right? I mean, I think, I think this pandemic has taught us a ton. You know, it's taught, I mean, it's been challenging in so many ways for so many people. Everyone had their experience of what this was and hopefully we're you know better days are coming soon it certainly looks like we're moving in the right direction i think another thing coach vita point out here is in pacing yourself to black belt there's a lot of things you can do to break it up like when you're running a marathon you don't train 26 miles you train small increments at a time likewise we have belts not just black belt we have orange we have purple we have blue worry about getting to the next belt when you get there, celebrate that. Take a day, enjoy it, be proud of that accomplishment. Then you can go back at it. It's, it's, it's almost scary how similar it is to marathon training. If you can break it up and focus on the small components, then before you know it, you know, you're making very good progress. So don't think of it as, well, until I get the black belt, that's it. I'm just going to like close my eyes. No, it, enjoy the process. It's a process. If you learn to enjoy the process, ooh, you're going to be a great black belt. You know, in a similar uh, line of what you just shared, you know, when we do white belt, orange belt, yellow belt testing, we still do that on Zoom. Um, we do it as a group. When we do that, I, one of the things that I make sure to mention to every single student who tested, and I make sure the parents hear it at the end is, you got to celebrate the victory. And now that means different things to different people. For me, you know, it's just a scoop of ice cream. It could be maybe your favorite dinner. Um, <laughs> but I got to tell you, this is the secret sauce right here, guys. You got to celebrate those small incremental victories and you got to make a big deal about it. And, you know, sometimes I know we're thinking, well, why does it matter? Why do we need to take that picture at the end as a group? Why do we need to even show up to the belt exam if it's on Zoom? It's because it's a rite of passage, right? It's, it's mentally making that shift. It's giving yourself acknowledgement for the hard work that you did. Why are diplomas and certificates and belts and stripes so important? Well, it's because they mean everything. That's why. Because if you're only in it to get a black belt, I mean, I can tell you a great place to go buy one. I mean, it's not the belt that you want, it's the skills that go along with it. And Coach David, if you're, if you're listening here, right, meaning any of our people who in, in Kaizen Nation, whether you're in the US or abroad or wherever you are listening right now, please remember to celebrate the small victories, right? Especially if you're an instructor, a teacher, and you know, you're awarding something like a stripe, man, you make a big deal out of it. Because if you can build that confidence up and you can start gaining momentum, man, I, I'm a, I'm a nut about, you know, celebrating small things. I'm celebrating everything, you know, and for me, like every day is, you know, we're, we're trying to look for that incremental consistent growth. It's not, it's not the growth 
you know, one day having a really big growth and then going 10 days with, with no victories. It's every day, small victories, right? So well said. And I can't wait to that next steak dinner to celebrate good times coming ahead. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have to be the tomahawk this time. So uh, I'm going to have to go. We'll, we'll go with a big boy cut. So. Absolutely. Uh, so here to close this out, guys, never forget, anyone can earn a black belt if you simply keep showing up. Your job is to show up with a positive attitude and come ready to learn. The instructor's job is to teach you in time with a lot of hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. You can earn a black belt. Coach David, before we get out of here, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, I just want to, again, thank everybody for, for A, listening to the podcast, being such supporters of us and Kaizen Nation. And uh, just, you know, keep going, guys. We're almost there. I, I know I keep saying this, but every week I feel like there's more good news, uh, more, more vaccine, more um, positivity rates going down, just a lot of positive things happening. Spring's here. It's getting warmer next week. So stay positive, everyone. Um, good times are ahead. That's exactly right. You know, I, I cannot wait to see all of our students again in person. Uh, you know, if you're following us and you're listening and you want to connect, just check the show notes. All the links are there for how you can reach us. We're on all the major social media platforms and uh, we'll be here again very soon. You know, so until then, I am Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast signing out and we'll see you guys next time.